Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, it's conference championship week in the NFL playoffs, and we have a line move here at Circus Sports today, and it's against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans here, VSIN Tonight, the show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, and here at the Circus Sportsbook, Baltimore Ravens up to four point favorites over the Chiefs. I'm surprised by this move, Wes. I didn't think we were going to see four on this uh, on this game this week. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be three and a half and then dance back to three. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised to see uh, the fours uh, definitely show. So now uh, if you look, uh, money line, eh, about 180 190 even $2 out there. Why do you think this number uh, ticked up? Sharp group hitting the Ravens? Could be, could be, uh, you know, you, you always wonder if it could, there can be like setups here yeah. at, at this point of the week. But that that's hard to do when you have so many handles and I, I think uh, or so much handle on these games. Rather, I just think it could be the injuries for the Chiefs. Sometimes the market will react to that early. They got a couple guys on the O-line banged up, a couple guys on the defense uh, banged up. So that could be it or Maybe there's just the believers in the Ravens out there. I know there's some believers in the Ravens out there because I've talked to a couple sharp betters who believe in the Ravens and are on Baltimore uh, pretty big. I've also talked to some sharp betters who like the Chiefs a lot. Uh, so I think this is going to be a, I'm going to say a uh, kind of split action type of game. Mm-hmm. But I'm still surprised to see this number go from three and a half to four. And if you're going to make a big bet on this, you're going to lay the three. You're not laying the three and a half, right? You would you would think so. So uh, now if you're wanting to lay it, you're uh, very much priced out of the market. DraftKings is still at three and a half on Baltimore, minus 108 if you like the Chiefs, plus three and a half, minus 112 on that side. And um, we'll talk about the other game later in the show, but I think – uh, that one, that move was the one that surprised me today because we consider Circa a sharp book. And I, when I saw it go to four today, I said, man, there must be a lot of sharp money showing up here on the Ravens because uh, that one caught me by surprise. Now, I have not talked to anyone at the Circa Sportsbook today to tell us why that move was made, but uh, that is it. DraftKings has not moved, though, so take it for what it's worth. All right, a lot of college basketball betting action going on right now. Wes Reynolds, we got a game about to tip off. In the Big Ten, Purdue is a 17-and-a-half, 18-point favorite against Michigan. Uh, what do you have tipping up? We got Houston at BYU. Cougars laying two-and-a-half. What do you have uh, going uh, tonight? Let me see what I have. Uh, I have uh, Oklahoma State uh, plus four-and-a-half uh, here, well. here late. Uh, and then I'm probably going to have to wait because now they're just tipping off. I'm going to probably have to wait for second halves uh, for the late session. The 6 o'clock games... Looks like Purdue's going off an 18-point favorite against Michigan. I did not play that one. San Diego State, 17 against Wyoming. Texas A&M, 11 against Missouri. Oakey State catching four. 
from TCU. I took four and a half with the Cowboys. I assume you did too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Virginia Tech, a four and a half point home dog against BC. We've got BYU, a one and a half point home dog to Houston. Well, closing line value. Hopefully, it's worth something here. I've got BYU plus three. Did you play this game? Or I no? did not. Okay. Uh, uh, didn't know really what to do with it. A lot of people came in on BYU, though. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Right. Boise and Fresno. And right now, Boise going to close, it appears. Well, this game tips at 7.30 uh, Pacific time, so closing time's a ways away. But Boise, a five-and-a-half-point favorite of Fresno. And tonight, here in Vegas, UNLV, an 11-point favorite over Air Force. One thing we do have to talk about here right off the top is Kentucky. Uh, Wildcats at South Carolina. This was a hot topic on the show last night, and uh, really across college basketball, since Saturday when Big Z, the seven foot two Croatian, was declared eligible for the Wildcats. A lot of hype around this Kentucky team. I thought this might be the fade spot for Kentucky. I was too chicken, you know what, to pull yeah, the trigger yeah, today. So, on so South was Carolina. I, because this is a you know tough matchup. Yep. And uh, Lamont Paris, we mentioned Wisconsin disciple on Bo Ryan's staff, can slow the tempo and absolutely did against Kentucky tonight. This was a no doubter. South Carolina, you know, it was like, okay, how good are is this team really? Well, they're very good. Uh, you know, they look like every bit an NCAA tournament team, 16 and three now, as uh, they go ahead and get the win, 79 to 62 outright. Uh, Kentucky only four of 13 from the three. They've been throwing the threes in from pretty much everywhere and uh, did not shoot the ball well, got out rebounded. South Carolina hit 11 threes. So. Kentucky goes down 79 62. Just when you think a team's kind of figuring it out, then they get beat, it seems like. Well, I'm not that surprised, actually. I I'd sense this was going to be the fade spot for Kentucky. I'm just irritated myself for not betting it. The writing was on the wall, Wes. All the hype about Kentucky the past couple days. It's a contrasting styles type of matchup. South Carolina, a home dog. I saw money showing up on Kentucky today. Drive this number up to five and a half, six. Wildcats as road favorites. Didn't bet it, and of course, South Carolina comes in with flying colors, seventy-nine to sixty-two. Yeah, I, I hate when you second guess yourself, and 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 you know that's exactly what I did on this one. All right, now playing the money line on small favorites is a strategy you and I like to employ, and it paid off for me in this game. You and I both might have won on this game. You like the dog. I really could not get behind the Minnesota Golden Gophers here. I laid Wisconsin on the money line as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And guess what? The Badgers won by two. Hopefully, if you took the points here with a home dog, you cast. We both cashed on this game. Yeah, split for me because I played second half over, and the thing just slowed down in the second half. I thought, uh, you know, Wisconsin's defense has been a little lacking, and we saw that against Indiana in the second half, so I thought it was going to be more high scoring. So ends up just being a split for me. 61-59, Wisconsin gets the win at Minnesota. That game came down to the final seconds. Badger, excuse me, Gophers had a shot to win down one. And um, the shot was an air ball, and I think there was a foul on the rebound. And uh, Wisconsin got a couple of free throws, and that's how that game ended up in uh, Minneapolis. Kentucky goes down, Wisconsin escapes. How about Nebraska? 15-5, and five, the Cornhuskers. It's their best start in 30 years. Nebraska, a four-point home favorite, takes out Ohio State 83-69. to 69. Ohio State's been bad on the road in the conference, and uh, uh, we're bad again tonight. Uh, ranked Mass with 34 points and 10 rebounds uh, against Ohio State's bigs. Uh, Zed Key and uh, Okpara combined for 13 points and seven rebounds, so got absolutely outplayed by the Bradley transfer. Uh, Tominaga only had five points tonight, surprisingly enough, but that's all they needed was the big guy, and uh, Nebraska gets another win. Uh, Ohio State... Uh, not looking promising, at least right now, uh, for NCAA tournament hopes. Obviously, a lot of things can change, but you got to be able to win on the road or at least steal a couple on the road in conference play. Well, I'll tell you this. Ohio State's still got at least one home game against Purdue, maybe two games. A lot of times uh, in, in conference, when you got Kentucky on the road tonight, that you know, that's a big opportunity for South Carolina. I think Gamecocks were headed for the tournament anyway. What are they, 15-4 and four right now? After yeah, 16-3. Okay, so uh, South Carolina was headed that day. So when Ohio State gets opportunities against teams like Purdue, that could be um, 
almost like a season-saving type of opportunity where if you can pull the upset, you can sneak into the tournament and it might save Chris Holtman's job. Who knows? But, uh, you know, Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, those games are going to be big opportunities for teams like Ohio State going down the stretch in the Big Ten. How about Butler? Let's talk about the Big East. Butler Bulldogs, three-point road favorites tonight at Georgetown. 90 to 66 Bulldogs blowout win. They do. And, and uh, look, uh, that's a game that you have to have, though. Uh, Georgetown, we know. at the Georgetown has been competitive, though, recently. So I was a little bit surprised to see them get absolutely blown out here. 90 to 66. But uh, Georgetown and DePaul, by far the bottom two in, in the Big East this year. Ed Cooley, obviously, first year coming from Providence to Georgetown. DePaul, of course, just fired Tony Stubblefield. Uh, so uh, they're in the basement. So Butler, you know, you got to get wins on the road when you can. They got one at Marquette and they got one at Georgetown. Four and five in the Big East, 13 and seven overall. But Bulldogs have some good wins. Uh, much better second year for uh, Thad Mott on his second trip at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Okay. Also tonight, Texas blowing out Oklahoma. This is going to be a big loser for me. I had uh, Sooners here, minus four and a half. They're down 15 with 30 seconds to go. So much for it being a tricky spot for Texas off the buzzer-beating win against Baylor over the weekend. And now you got to start to wonder if this Oklahoma team's a little bit phony. Um, maybe so. Uh, I was one of the few I got right. I'm actually down. Need a need a good late session here. But uh, uh, Texas gets the win, uh, or at least it looks like they're going to get the win. 75 to 60. They're going to uh, go ahead and run out the clock. So that's going to be the final score. Max A. Smith with uh, 22. Dylan Disu with the double double, 19 and 10. So uh, uh, nice win for Texas uh, after yeah. they had that you bad so? they had that bad loss to UCF at home, yeah. and then. You know, everything kind of goes down. It's like, okay, now they're going to get really licked by Baylor and, uh, you know, won the game at the buzzer. And we're leading most of the second half and should have won the game anyway. And then uh, going to Norman, uh, Oklahoma, by the way, got swept by these guys last season. And uh, Texas kind of owned this series, at least in recent years, against the Sooners continue to do so. 75-60 final score. Just when you think you can trust Porter Moser in a matchup like this? No, forget it. Sooner's blown out. Sooner loser tonight. And uh, really inexcusable to lose like that in a rivalry game on your home floor when Texas is in a uh, tricky spot. Anyway, Duke uh, survives on the road tonight. Got close for a while. And actually, I think it's right on the number in the final seconds. Is this is this Yeah, final I'm trying to 83-69. So that was, I believe, the closing number. There were some 14 and a halves out there. 14, uh, 14 and a half the number here. Yeah. Uh, M- uh, Mark Mitchell uh, was back in the lineup, as was Jeremy Roach. Of course, they missed on Saturday against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh got the big win. Uh, uh, Mitchell with 20 and 12, Tyrese Proctor 24, Kyle Filipowski 17 and 15 for the Blue All Bears. right, on tonight's show, Matt Grill, DraftKings, trading man. We're going to talk golf and college hoops with Grill. Also in the second hour tonight, Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest. In the final hour, Aaron Moore, sports media professor on college basketball. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with the VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on an annual subscription and get your first year for only $199 and use promo code TONIGHT. Get access to everything on our brand new VSIN.com website. Remember to use promo code TONIGHT to get your first year of VSIN Pro access for $199. Sign up today at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Matt Grill, DraftKings, DraftKings trading manager, joins us now from the DK headquarters, southwest side of Las Vegas. And, uh, Grill, let's talk college hoops here for a minute. A lot of hype about Kentucky uh, the last few days since Big Z, the seven foot two Croatian, became eligible. And uh, I assume you took some money on Kentucky tonight and in the futures the last couple of days. And Kentucky goes down big time, takes a hard fall out South Carolina. Yeah, guys, busy night in college hoops tonight, as you as you just alluded to. Uh, Kentucky uh, it looked really good the last couple of games. Uh, we we ha- we're all the way down to twelve to one on them in the futures. Uh, we mentioned last week, uh, that, you know, they're all one big loser, so definitely going to be rooting against them here. And uh, we got one tonight. You know, South Carolina takes care of business. Uh, Kentucky was kind of due for a, a dud here, and we got one. Um, but yeah, real busy night in college hoops, guys. A lot of fun. I actually took most of the action tonight that we saw was on the Xavier Creighton game, uh, t- a close game here in the first half so far. Uh, really. Had really good back and forth action on that one, and then of course uh, we got BYU Houston in, in a pretty big Big 12 tilt. And guys, it's, it's crazy. There's so many good Big 12 games now. So many good teams. They can't even get these, all these things on TV. This game's on ESPN Plus, if you can believe it. Yeah, I'd, some of this stuff's hard <laughs> to believe. You can't find some of these games the way they're streamed at this point. Macro with us of uh, DraftKings and Grill. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit to college football for a minute because you put up a Heisman Trophy odds board and I think you have to remind some people which teams these quarterbacks are playing for now because there's so much movement. I was looking on this list and I had no (laughs) idea with a couple of these guys. Well well, guys you're in luck because uh, I think we're the only book out there we actually we do everyone a favor we we list the school name in parentheses after the player so you can kind of keep track of you know who's going where if they switch teams or we're going to change that so uh, just a little bit of a a, you know helpful reminder there but uh, yeah this this Heisman race we just got the odds up yesterday after we know waiting for the NFL draft deadline to pass, kind of let the transfer portal settle. So this thing's going to be wide open, guys. I think you know we got co-favorites at nine to one. You know, far cry from last year when Caleb Williams. I think we opened him around maybe uh, five to one or so as the favorite, maybe less than that, even shorter than that. Uh, and yeah, we're starting to get some good action on this thing already. The the biggest liability so far, real early, Will Howard, um, the quarterback who left uh, Kansas State heading to, to Ohio State. Ohio State's got some real good pieces in here. Uh, we got him at sixteen to one. But uh, guys, you know, I, I don't. Know if this guy's this guy was so special at Kansas State, he's getting a lot of hype. Uh, we're gonna make him prove it to us here. So mm-hmm. we've got the pr- best price out on him right now. We're getting money on it. I'm fine with that right now. I well, count. Let's mention what let's mention odds board for those who can't see it. We got it up on the screen. Carson Beck of Georgia, Quinn Ewers of Texas, co favorites at nine to one. Uh, you've got Jalen Milrow and of Alabama, Dylan Gabriel of Oregon at twelve to one. Will Howard, Ohio State, transfer from K State at sixteen to one. DJ Uyungle, 
transfer from Clemson, Oregon State, now at Florida State at 20 to 1. Cam Ward, transfer from Washington State, is now at Miami, 22 to 1. And uh, on down the board, you can see the rest there. I'm Five not run transfers, them all down. Uh, and that doesn't yeah. include Will Rogers, who does not yet uh, have a team, as his uh, short tenure in Washington is over, and he's back in the portal again. I'll tell you what, uh, Grill, Wes, I kind of like Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback at Oregon, if I had to play one right now. How about you? I, I, I do as well. Uh, I, 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 it's just hard to believe that a kid leaves Oklahoma. What quarterback <laughs> leaves Oklahoma, for God's sakes? Right. But Dylan Gabriel did and got some reasons why. Uh, Matt, uh, let's, uh, let, let me talk about this other new market before we get into the event this week and the Farmers Insurance Open down in Torrey Pines. Uh, you just posted something new because, uh, look, we had a first-time winner last week in amateur, actually, for the first time since 1991. So you put 2024 only, next first-time winner on the PGA Tour. Several of these guys are in the field this week at San Diego. Yeah, guys, we did this last year, if you remember, and uh, ended up being Kurt Kitayama who broke through the seal and, and, and won this prop for us. Uh, so, yeah, we just thought it'd be fun on the heels of uh, Nick Dunlap's victory last week as a first-time winner, first amateur since 1991. Uh, just crazy how impressive that was. So, yeah, we've got up a fun market here. You guys can see some of the odds there on the board, I think. Uh, Minwoo Lee uh, coming in at the leader, and that's kind of because he's playing this week, guys. So, we kind of have like some baseline odds for these on if they were all playing the same week. And then we got kind of got to adjust them based Based on who's playing for that given week, so that's why Min, that's why Min Woo is the is the favorite here. You can see also there Eric Cole, Cameron Young, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, so this is going to kind of shift around every week depending on who's playing. So should be a fun market if you're kind of rooting in one of these uh, these first time winner guys. If you guys remember, Cam Young was the was the leader, or sorry, the odds favorite last year. Guys still is, is sitting there in this pool, still doesn't have a, a win. Much to myself and uh, Matt Eubin's chagrin, unfortunately. But yeah, this should be a fun market here in the coming weeks and months, and we'll, we'll see who ends up being a, the next first time winner on tour. He um, came up short on the DP World Tour as well last weekend as <laughs> yeah. the uh, overnight leader. Guy can't buy a win. No, he cannot. Uh, it did not take him long to choke in the final round either. <laughs> he, he started choking right off the second tee on Sunday when he had the lead and uh, let Rory pass him. You know, it's interesting when you look at that board. Cameron Young, we know, has been chasing that win. It's hard to believe Tommy Fleetwood still doesn't have a PGA Tour win. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Matt, uh, let's see who's going to get the win this week. Uh, uh, good field. Not an elevated event, though, this week in Torrey Pines uh, for the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, local guy at the top was Xander Schauffele. Morikawa's played well here. Max Homa, of course, the defending champion at 12-1. to 1. Uh, uh, Where are you seeing most of the tickets or most of the wagers, at least so far early on here? I say early on. It starts tomorrow, of course. Yeah, yeah quick turnaround this week, guys. And I'll tell you, what, we've had a birdie fest. He's first couple weeks not going to be the case this week this is one of the longer tougher courses on tour of course they play three rounds at the south course in torrey pines and one in the north course it plays a bit a little bit easier in the north here so and it's actually a tournament that uh, you can you know it's kind of looking back at some of the history uh not many uh first round leaders or leaders going into the, the 54 hole lead come up with a victory here so you might be able to get a chance to to get a guy who starts slow at a good number and i'll tell you we're really feeling the effect now of no rom no scotty that's why you're seeing guys like xander Cantlay. Homa and Morikawa down around 10 to 1. You wouldn't normally see that. So we've kind of got a big four this week. Uh, kind of hurts being able to take one of those guys unless you want to go single bullet style. But yeah, Wes, you mentioned uh, who people have been betting. Uh, kind of the theme every week he's playing, uh, Sahit Tagala. He, he's our biggest liability, th sitting 35 to 1 currently. Actually, kind of surprisingly, Keegan Bradley at 35 to 1, also our second biggest liability. He's had good success here in the past. Uh, another one uh, with good success in the past here, Jason Day, 25 to 1. He's our third biggest liability. And when you're kind of looking through it, guys, uh, you know, prior success in this course does kind of portend to, to future success. Uh, when you're kind of looking through some trends and finishing for guys, it's a lot of the same names. The couple I mentioned, Tony Finau, uh, Morikawa, he, he's kind of scaring me this week, guys, uh, as far as my bets. I, I didn't take him. Thought I'd be going in this with a couple uh, big names or maybe pick one or two off, but didn't end up being the case. So I'm, I'm kind of looking more mid-range, guys. All right, who are some of the mid-range guys you're looking at here? Is Harris English on your list? Uh, I played him today at 58 to 1. I see a DraftKings, you get him a little bit lower, or 45 to 1. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny, man. I, I took him about 30 minutes ago. I, you know, my, <laughs> my last pick of the, of the week, so uh-huh. played well a couple tournaments ago. I was third here at the U.S. Open in 2021, so he's got some good success here. Uh, the, my favorite I went with this week was uh, Min Woo Lee. Uh, we just mentioned him on the next PGA Tour winner. Uh, I hope that's the case because I got him in pockets. So, you know, with his length and his game, you know, this course being so long, he, you know, it doesn't have much history here, but, you know, U.S. Open style, I think if he plays well, he can be a big-time threat here. Uh, I kind of went looked his way instead of a couple of the favorites. Uh, back to the well of Will Zell Torres. Might be the only time I bet him here for quite some time. He's got the core success, showed some life last week. So, you know, Zal around 50, 60 range might be playable this week. An interesting one, Adrian Moronk, who was just second in Dubai last week. He comes over to the States to play here. You can find him around 50, 61. He's kind of the wild card, I think, guys. So I, I took a little piece of him. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I, I already have a little bit of regret. Kind of wish I would have taken Strzok instead of that mid-range. Uh, but uh, I'll just kind of roll with it and see what happens. Uh, another, another couple guys uh, might be looking for fellas. Uh, Keith Mitchell, long hitter, just had the 10 under round in the final round last week. You can find him around 80 to 1. Um, uh, we got uh, Taylor Moore, I think around 150, might be a kind of a sneaky pick. Uh, turned it up last year with 11 play finish. And then uh, I had to do it, guys, you know, with all these long shots uh, the last couple weeks. My long shot this week is Alanto Griffin, 400 to 1. He's had good success here. So if it could be another flyer, hope it's maybe him. Yeah, we are uh, three for three on Harris English, uh, though, this week. So that uh, that all made our cards. I was on Moronk last week over in Dubai, trying to beat Rory. Mistake sometimes when Rory wins that Dubai Desert Classic uh, four times now in his career. How's the handle on the Farmers Insurance Open compared to the uh, first three golf tournaments where you've had big long shots hit? Yeah, guys, like we mentioned, a quick turnaround this week. So, you know, not seeing quite as much handle. Uh, luckily, it does start a little bit later for the guys, people been on the East Coast. They're going to be able to wake up, get some bets in. They don't tee off till about almost 9 o'clock Pacific time tomorrow. So, about noon on the East Coast. We're going to see some some decent action in the morning. But, uh, you know, Matt, you said you're going to be down there. You know, that, that'll be fun. Always one of the more beautiful courses. Uh, I've been out there a couple times. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens this week. Should be kind of uh, not a birdie fest, more U.S. Open style. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't like the uh, Wednesday Saturday format, but you yeah. have to do that with the NFL games on Sunday, right? You can't yeah, put this the final was, this was a quick turnaround this week. It is a quick turnaround. All right, Matt Grill, DraftKings, always appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Matt. Follow on Twitter at DK Sportsbook, and we will be back. We're going to talk more uh, college hoops right after the break. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you have not done it already, check out the new vcin.com. Wes Reynolds has his golf write-up posted right now on the website. Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. And, uh, Wes, we're going to jump into the best bets here later in the show. We also have Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest joining us pretty soon. So plenty of golf betting coverage with the tournament starting on Wednesday this week. Also, check out the new vcin.com for plenty of uh, NFL playoff coverage. Comprehensive coverage of everything from a betting angle, tennis as well, Australian Open up there on vcin.com. I know know that's your favorite, the tennis. Uh, I don't watch any of the tennis. I hate it. (laughs) No, I hate tennis. I don't. I won't bet on it either. I had a couple guys who said they're sharp over the years. Give me tennis tips, and all they do is lose. Uh, no interest in that. Have you been betting tennis? I have not been. Uh, so why are you mocking me for it? I'm not mocking. Okay. That's okay. I don't mind it. Uh, don't, the one thing is, I'll watch almost any sporting event that's on in the middle of the night, but I just can't get into tennis. Can't get into it. The Australian Open mm-hmm. on in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Soccer, tennis, tough to watch. We were talking stuff. about that oh. with uh, Greg Peterson. He's happy to have some kind of live programming on in the uh, in the midnight hour here on Visa. And it's like we got to get him watching some DP World Tour. Uh, he's an odd duck. He'll watch. <laughs> his his habits going to be a lot different than uh, mine on uh, most occasions. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll bet he's watching Houston BYU right now as we are here in the studio. This is a good one. Number four, Houston at number 21, BYU Cougars lead. Well, the BYU uh, this, Cougars lead 30 to 26. This is a quick pace, too, which very much favors BYU. Total was only uh, 135 and a half. I think it closed uh, 136 at DraftKings and also here at Circa. 
Yeah, fast pace here, and that definitely favors the hometown Cougars. As you said, that uh, BYU guard threw up like a 35-footer that uh, fell about five feet short of the rim. Did you see that shot? Yes. What the hell was that? Yes. And uh, there's a dunk by Houston on the other end. That's karma when you throw up a terrible shot like that and give up a dunk uh, down the lane. All right, so... 30-28 BYU leads. I do have to mention uh, Skinny Boyles, Ron Skinny Boyles, professional sports better, was on with us uh, last week. He said, bet Duquesne. Watch this Duquesne team. Duquesne cashed uh, on Saturday, and guess what? Duquesne cashed again tonight. But, Wes, the money was against Skinny Boyles in yeah. this game. Duquesne opened a three-and-a-half-point favorite here at Circa against St. Bonaventure. Line crashed to pick him, and Skinny was on the right side. Duquesne gets the win by four, 54 to 50. Yeah, I think the line was against because Duquesne uh, still has uh, very much the key cog, really the key cog to uh, to their offense. Uh, Day-Day Grant uh, missed yet again tonight, and he's really the guy that creates their offense. They do a lot of stuff off the dribble, a lot of stuff off the ball screen. So that's why you saw a very low-scoring game tonight, 54 to 50. Duquesne gets a win over St. Bonaventure. Sometimes it doesn't matter much when those star players are out. They get a little bit overrated in the betting market. Right now, Purdue leads Michigan 28-12, to 12, six and a half minutes to go. How about San Diego State? A 17-point favorite tonight leads by two midway through the first half. I was tempted on Wyoming, mm-hmm. even though Wyoming is way down this year. I was tempted. But San Diego State, you know, sometimes they get off to those slow starts and they can pull away in the second half. So... Much better, much different team at Viejas, but they got got on the road again uh, this weekend at Boise. Yeah, Aztecs fall asleep at the wheel sometime. I, I don't trust them as big favorites, and they're laying 17 uh, tonight. We, we got a good start here from Oklahoma State. Uh, Cowboys catching four and a half at home, up 22-10 on TCU. And um, again, two Mountain West games tip off later tonight. Boise at Fresno with uh, the Bulldogs. Five-and-a-half-point home dogs and an Air Force at UNLV, and that number is 10-and-a-half or 11. Air Force catching the points here in Vegas tonight. Any play for you? I just I, I just made a small bet on the app on Air Force plus 11. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a lot of love for uh, UNLV because I think maybe the market is, is looking at the fact that UNLV has played a lot of tough games lately, a yep. lot of uh, high-quality opponents. So sometimes you see that because, look, had to, lost at San Diego State, beat New Mexico at home, lost that heartbreaker to Utah State at home, then they had to go to Boise and won, and then lose by only three at Colorado State. So now you look at the schedule for UNLV. You get Air Force at home. You go to San Jose. You get Fresno at home. You get Wyoming at home. This feels like, okay, this is when the Rebels start to make a move a little bit and maybe see if they can get in the mix with that top tier in the conference. However, you know, it's rarely that easy, Matt, and I actually do lean Air Force, uh, and I I may actually bet that here before uh, we get tipped off. I took 11 with Air Force, but I also took the points with Air Force at home against New Mexico on Saturday, and uh, the Lobos just crushed the Falcons in Colorado uh, Springs. Yeah, look, this is not a very good Air Force team. This is a very much an under-talented team, and that's why they run that slow Princeton offense for Joe Scott. They, by the way, have lost eight in a row, Air Force. They were 7-2. They're 0-5 in the conference. So, yeah, this kind of looks a little bit too easy for UNLV, and and with the market coming against them a little bit, because most of, like, the, uh, the little tally of picks I see were on UNLV, and the fact that the market is going down, now you're seeing 10 and a half. That's maybe telling me something that somebody knows something and somebody out there likes Air Force a lot. This Houston BYU game is going to be a good one tonight in Provo. 33-32 Houston with uh, three minutes to go before the half. All right, uh, Wes, let's do talk a little bit of golf. We did with uh, Matt Grohl of DraftKings there, but you put up your column. I referenced it. It's up at vcin.com. And I did not read your column yet. I was going to read it uh, here tonight before the show, but got hung up here. So I'm glad to hear you're on Harris English as one of your long shots because when I was working on this tournament last night, I, I look at current form, course form, 
I said, ah, 58 to 1, I'll take a shot on him at the uh, Circa Odds board. And apparently you like him as well. Yeah, I do. And and, and a couple of good starts uh, in Hawaii. Got a got a, a top 10 as well. Uh, so uh, I think that was out at the uh, at the uh, Century. But yep. yeah, Harris English has, has played well over the years. And he's very good on like the classical uh, uh, type of courses, uh, you know, plays very well. I think when the courses are more difficult, this is going to be uh, uh, difficult this week week so uh i played him uh and and he he has uh, won on poa before now granted this was east coast poa that's a little bit different the east coast poa of course was the travelers championship uh, uh a couple years ago in 2021 but these poa greens can be a little bit tricky and he's got some experience on him uh, i i think he could definitely go well this week as i'm trying to uh actually pull my own column up right now Actually, I want to talk about a couple of guys at the top of the uh, odds board. Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantley, and then the uh, defending champ. We'll talk about a handful of guys. Max Homa. Uh, Shoffley's a 9-1 to at DraftKings. Morikawa and Cantley at 11-1. to Homa, who won last year at 12-1. to How much does putting factor into your handicapping here? Because Max Homa is a really good putter, and these greens play right into his hands. It does this week just because, you know, you don't, have Poa a lot of events on Poa and and these are fast greens too especially on that south course uh, where they're going to play three of the four rounds this is going to be where you know the greens are bumpier and the greens are, are a little bit tricky uh, uh the Poa greens so that's why I do factor it in a little bit more. It's going to putt a little bit different than the Bermuda. By the way, it's bent grass uh, for the one round on the north course uh this week the uh, shorter course so I think you had to factor putting, and I think you had to factor in also strokes gained around the green, maybe even more so than putting this week. I actually weighed that a little bit more Mm -hmm. in what I modeled just because you get thick rough all over the course around the greens. Uh, It's it's about four inches, four inches high or, you know, or four inches thick, I should say. And you're going to get that around the greens as well this week. So you're not going to, you're not going to hit all of these greens because they're only about 5,000 square feet on average. And so you're going to miss greens. You're going to have to chip out of really tricky lies. You're going to have to have a really good short game this week. So strokes gained around the greens, scrambling, that is all going to matter certainly this week. When I bet Colin Morikawa, he never shows up. When I don't bet him, he shows up. I'm not going to bet him this week. I did not bet him this week either. Not going to bet him a twelve to one. Do you expect him? To, how do you think he's going to play this? I actually, he's going to be a popular I, I played guy. him for a top twenty at minus a dollar twenty. I did the same thing with uh, with Max Homa as well. So I had a couple chalky guys that I played uh, uh, in terms of top twenties. But yeah, I, I did not take any of those guys at the head of the market. And then there's two very talented guys right behind him, Ludwig Gobert and Minwoo Lee. But it's usually experience that win these events. And I think both those guys are going to win on the PGA Tour. Well, Ludwig already has, but Minwoo uh, will and probably in relatively short order, maybe in the Florida swing. But I eschewed them this week. I just think, you know, this is a different type of course. Not used to that cold marine layer. This is going to play longer than the 7,800 yards, even though those guys are big hitters off the tee. So I was a little bit surprised to see Tony Finau lower than those guys on the odd board so uh i uh, tried to buy the dip here with uh tony the tiger you know mackerel of DraftKings mentioned min Wu lee and i was thinking about him basically in the offseason he's gonna win this year oh absolutely and i want to be a i want to have a bet on him when he wins but he doesn't have enough experience here a tory pines for me to play him this week quick break we come back we'll talk more nfl betting stay tuned Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs that much better. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. Again, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with uh, promo code VSIN. Wes, we, got, we talked about some uh, Heisman Trophy odds with uh, Matt Grohl of DraftKings to... Uh, lead off the show tonight when uh, we had grow on in the second segment actually and will rogers was up there on that board with uh, no team logo because we're not exactly sure where the former mississippi state quarterback was going to end up uh it's being reported now and i guess you said it was breaking now that he is going to remain at washington yeah i just saw uh, on uh, one of the uh, tickers on the screen i think it was from uh, pete Demel of uh, espn that uh will rogers apparently gonna stay at the university of washington uh uh remember he was at uh he was at mississippi state and uh you know, was there this year, even after the coaching change with uh, with Mike Leach. So uh, uh, Will Rogers uh, tells uh, Pete Thamel he is exiting the transfer portal and will stay at Washington. Number two, SC, number two all time passer by yardage in SEC history. So uh, uh, Jed Fish, uh, new quarterback and a new coach up there at Washington. Well, Jed Fish, a lot of people thought uh, Noah Fafita, the quarterback right. at Arizona, was going to follow Fish to Seattle. Not the case. Fafita is going to stay at Arizona. And uh, top receiver, McMillan, for Arizona is also going to stay. And uh, that that was big for the... um, For Brett Brennan. Brent Brennan in Tucson. You know, when I look at these odds for the Heisman, Carson Beck, Quinn Ewers, co-favorites at 9-1. to I get it. I can see why Georgia and Texas have the co-favorites. I really think Dylan Gabriel... At Oregon's going to have a chance to put up big, big numbers. And uh, I know that Oregon's making the transition to the Big Ten, so it's going to be a little bit more difficult maybe for the Ducks. But that's something I would look at. This is a quarterback with a lot of experience, and he did it at Oklahoma. You know he can do it at Oregon. I think he's a better quarterback than anybody else on that list right now. I wouldn't disagree with that necessarily. I think uh, uh, you'll, you'll see Newsmeyer get a little play, but he's a different type of quarterback, obviously, mm-hmm. than Jaden Daniels. More of a more of a pure passer, uh, you know, does doesn't really run it all that often. So uh, uh, Riley Leonard, who I think is a little bit better runner than Sam Hartman is, uh, maybe maybe not quite the passer. Uh, he'll probably get some support, but yeah, on that left side, I would say I would say Dylan Gabriel. I think Carson Beck, rightful favorite though. All right, let's get to the uh, NFL. Yesterday at this time, there were six and a half up here at Circa on the uh, Lions 49ers game. It is now minus seven 
flat, even money, and uh, minus seven, minus one ten, or minus one hundred five at most spots out there. So the six and a halfs have disappeared, um, unless you see a couple out there. I don't see them on my screen, Wes. But San Francisco Forty ers minus seven, total of fifty one, and Debo Samuel do it all wide receiver for the Niners. His status still up in the air, but I would say maybe a little bit better than fifty percent chance he plays this week. What do you think the six and a half disappeared here on uh, San Francisco at Circa? I think maybe, uh, you know, the fact that to be on the maybe to be on market with the rest of the market and that seven, by the way, is seven even money. So it's the weakest seven in the market, at least on the favorite. But uh, maybe expecting a rebound from Brock Purdy Lions, you know, all of a sudden uh, they're the plucky story and they're the great story that everybody loves. And then, you know, now they go to the team that's really been the number one team all season and has been favorite in every single game, you know, so you're wondering if this is when the uh, Lions could get their comeuppance. You know, I was watching the um, tape of the Buccaneers-Lions game today, and this Detroit secondary has got some serious deficiencies. Right. And if Debo Samuel's healthy, I think the 49ers are going to shred this Detroit defense. And a lot of times, West, when the Cinderella gets to uh, this point in the dance, that's when uh, things start to turn ugly. And I think... The 49ers probably survived their scare last week, and this is, uh, this is where they put the Lions away. But I also, if, before I make that bet, and I'm not, I'm, I have not bet this yet, I want to make sure Debo Samuels is going to play. I mean, that's a big to have that extra weapon out there for that San Francisco offense. But the more you look at the Detroit defense, and I think, you know, Aiden Hutchinson has been legit, and they can put some pressure on the passer, talking about the Lions' defensive front, but that secondary's got problems. And this is where Kyle Shanahan should go to work as a play caller. Uh, he should be able to feast on this uh, Lions defense. You, you would certainly, you would certainly think so. I mean, that's you got to be able to pass that or pass the ball over the middle against these guys, and that that's where the San Francisco usually lives offensively. Is is, is with George Kittle and with all these guys, you know, running slant routes and then, Brandon Ayuk. How about yeah. that catch Ayuk made? Uh, last week on that game-winning drive, that was a hell of a catch. Brock Purdy made the throw, but Ayuk made a hell mm-hmm. of a diving catch to keep yeah, that drive yeah, alive. Yeah, these guys can catch the ball yeah. in traffic. Now, obviously, if, if Debo is available, that's going to make them even more dangerous uh, because, you know, they want to use him in that little sweep running game that sure. they like to do, you know, so that McCaffrey doesn't have to carry the ball 30 times, uh, even though they will let him carry it 30 times if that's what it takes to win. But, yeah, I, I just think Detroit is going to have trouble covering over the middle because they're very good against the run. Um, you know, one of the better teams against the run, even though Tampa Bay was able to run it on them early uh, a lot more than I thought that they would be able to. Right. Let's take a look at the um, number one seeds in conference championships over the last 10 years and the uh, spread performance. Number one seeds, 13 and three, straight up the last 10 seasons, 11 and five against the spread. Favorites of seven points or more, two and two ATS. And if you're talking about the totals, pretty much a split decision there, eight, seven, and one. Not a whole lot to uh, take out of that. Last 10 conference championships, the favorites overall 11 and 9 against the spread favorites of three and a half or more seven and four ATS and the overs 10 nine and one so I'm not sure what you can take away from that except for the one seeds and conference championships pretty good bet to win at 13 and three straight up no surprise right now what do you think the Lions have to do uh, to pull the upset, I think, the, first of all, you got to hope the 49ers <laughs> show up with something far less than their A game like they did a week ago against right. the Packers. Right, yeah, that, that, that would certainly help. Uh, but I think the Lions got to run the ball. I think that's what they have to do. And uh, I think Green Bay, they really could have stayed more committed to it, I felt. Oh, no doubt. I felt that they could have stayed more committed to that run. Packers are getting chunk yeah. uh, yards on some of these running plays. 49ers like, been iffy the against the, they've been iffy yeah. against the run all year. And, yeah. and, and Detroit, now Green Bay, you know, only had Aaron Jones because they didn't have A.J. Dillon. So they didn't have uh, another ball carrier that could really split that load uh, with Aaron Jones. But Detroit does, having David Montgomery, having DeAndre Swift, uh, not only in the running game, but 
also the passing game out of the backfield. Uh, uh, Craig Reynolds is the guy that they use in the short yardage. Remember, he got the one-yard plunge on the fourth and one when uh, Campbell elected not to take the three and elected to uh, to uh, go for it there in the third quarter, and that was the right decision, put him up seven. But Detroit, I think, can, you know, share that load a little bit more in terms of the running game. And that's exactly what I think that they should do against San Francisco. This is not the old days of San Francisco and they had DeForest Buckner up there to stop the run. Well, one thing about the Lions, Ben Johnson's a good offense coordinator. They don't really seem committed to the running game. But that should change this week. I think if you're play calling, you look at what the Packers did last week. They ran it 28 times for 136 yards. I really felt like the Packers should have run it more than 28 times. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Aaron Jones had 18 carries, 108 yards. It hurt not to have A.J. Dillon there, but that's kind of the story of the Packers' season, wasn't it? Never had those running backs healthy at the same time, and it was a team that was uh, kind of riddled by injuries, and I think that held the Packers back a little bit. But one thing... I noticed a deficiency in that 49ers defense was that you can run the ball against them, and you were talking about that last week, and it showed up. Uh, I thought if the Packers stuck with the run, they would have put the 49ers in a real tough spot. Yeah, I, I think so too, and, and you know, kind of let them off, off the hook a little bit. I know Jordan Love was hot, but – you know, coming in over the last two months. But yeah, Aaron Jones, you finally had him healthy at the end of the year. And I felt that uh, they didn't fully take advantage of that on Saturday. All right, we're going to take a uh, quick break here at the end of the hour. We come back. Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest will join us uh, to talk about the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines West. We have halftime numbers on any of these college hoops games. How about Houston BYU? Houston went on a little bit of run right before the half and has a lead. What are we looking at here at DraftKings going to the second half in Provo, Utah? Yeah, BYU pretty much market-wide, minus one and a half for the second half, so adjusted plus five and a half for the game. Uh, 73 the current total, uh, meanwhile, at Purdue. 49-25 49-25 over Michigan. Purdue minus four for the second half, 79 uh, for the uh, second half total. You almost have to take Michigan there, thinking that Purdue's just going to rest starters for the last ten minutes. You, of you the would, game. you would think so. I, I would lean, I would lean a little bit under seventy nine yeah. here, uh, seeing if uh, you know Purdue does go to the bench fairly early. You should with a big lead like that. More important games uh, coming up in the Big Ten season. All right, we'll take a break. Back with our hour number two. Plenty of golf and football betting here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.